What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Thursday, September 10th. Here's what you missed while you were counting your pennies and customizing your 512-mile Lucid Air sedan for 169K. Okay. Today's first story should be a short, easy one. We spoke yesterday about the bombshell type story or a gotcha story, if you're the opposing opinion, that in Bob Woodward's book and the recorded interviews that supported it, Trumpito himself was heard saying that he knew early on that the vid was deadlier than the flu. Another thing we heard him say months later was, quote, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic, end quote. And that was in March. Well, last night he confirmed confirmed it. I mean, he intentionally misled the public about the threat of the vid. Quote, I don't want people to be frightened, Trump said. I don't want to create panic, Trump told reporters. And certainly, I'm not going to drive this country or the world into a frenzy. I don't want to scare people. Wait, say say what? You don't want to scare people? That's all he's ever done. He pretty much started his campaign by fear-mongering against immigrants, constantly tweeting about agitators, gangs like MS-13, Antifa. He has a friggin' commercial with the country on fire and Joe Biden's face superimposed over it. You don't want to create panic or scare people? Let me let me quote Joe Biden here for once. Come on, man. Quote, when asked how he can reassure Americans that they can trust what he is saying, Trump replied, well, I think that's a really big part of trust. We have to have leadership. We have to show leadership. And the last thing you want to do is create a panic in the country. This was a horrible thing. It was sent to us by China. End quote. You can tell he's in full panic mode because because he responded to the question with rambling, making little sense, and of course, blame shifting. <laughs> Can't wait to be done with this. So there's a, a story that dropped recently where a whistleblower, Brian Murphy, who runs the Office of Intelligence and Analysis at DHS, is claiming that the currently acting head of the Department of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, told him to stop reporting on the Russian threat to the U.S. election because it made President Trump look bad. Quote, Murphy says the acting secretary of DHS, Chad Wolf, told him twice, once in May and again in July, to withhold reporting on potential Russian threats to the election because it cast the president in a bad light. Murphy says he was also told to emphasize potential threats from China and Iran. Murphy says Wolf told him these instructions came from White House National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien. White House is, of course, denying this occurred. Quote, we flatly deny that there is any truth to the merits of Mr. Murphy's claim. The Homeland Security Chief is focused on thwarting election interference from any foreign powers and attacks from any extremist group, end quote, which, by the way, kind of going back to Woodward's book, he said that there's evidence that we have in the U.S. that Russia infected election offices in Florida with malware back before 2016. It was never activated, so we think, but it had the ability to erase voters in specific districts. Yeah, Russia's back, people, and they're ready to meddle. We'll go into more detail on that tomorrow. I remember signing up for the Facebook 
back in the early 2000s. I had a fellow student that told me to friend them on there. And of course, I was kind of confused. All I knew of at the time was MySpace and before that, like MiGente.com. But this was new. And at the time, it was exclusive to college students. So that made it kind of cool. And as a matter of fact, my current login to Facebook right now is still my college.edu email address. Anyway, it spread slowly from campus to campus until they were able to open it up to the public and then all the young people went away. Well, the Menlo Park Company is going back to their roots with the launch of a new section on the Facebook site called Campus specifically aimed at college students to talk about college student stuff. Quote, campus is designed to be a place where students can interact only with peers at their school. They can access a campus-only news feed and join groups, events, and group chat rooms called campus chats pertaining to campus life. In a nod to the original Facebook, they'll even have access to a campus directory where they can find and friend other students. End quote. Very face book. Of course, this is just another data grab from the data company looking to find out things like what they're studying and who they're talking with and generally just get that 18 to 22 demographic back on their platform outside of Instagram. Speaking of which, weirdly, there's no IG integration here yet during the pilot. There's only about 30 schools currently invited, but they'll be expanding slowly as things come full circle. The NFL is back. Tonight, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs take on the Houston Texans to kick off the 2020 season. 17,000 fans will be gathered at Arrowhead Stadium, one of the seven stadiums that are allowing limited fan attendance at the start of the season. The rest of the teams are holding out until later in the season to see how things play out. And, you know, for one, that's that's just nuts. 17,000 people in one building? I don't I don't care how big it is and how far apart they're seated they're all gonna have to go take a pee during halftime fingers crossed these games don't turn into super spreaders if you're looking to watch tonight's matchup you can catch it on nbc or if you're watching on mobile verizon is using their yahoo sports app yeah remember verizon owns yahoo now weird but in the yahoo sports app you can watch nfl games all season long and they're launching a new feature the popular quarantine lifestyle new normal tech of watch together you can live stream games with up to three of your friends over video chat and you don't even need to be a verizon customer pretty cool what's also cool the experience in the stadium the nfl announced today that they had partnered with video game developers to use their in stadium sound that's pumped in as well as pumped into the tv broadcast specific to each stadium so in stadium they'll have that standard crowd murmur to make it seem like all your tailgate buddies were actually able to enter along with you and we should even hear home team chants very similar to how like la liga and bundesliga and other soccer leagues have been treating their return to the field in europe should be interesting as you can tell i'm excited for football season and hoping they actually play normal football kickoff is tonight at 8 20 p.m eastern time And finally, have you heard about this George Washington University professor, Jessica Krug, who has the Rachel Dolezal disease of claiming that she was of Afro heritage? She actually changed this over the years, first Northern Africa and then U.S. Africa, and then finally setting on Afro Latina as like claiming she was a Boricua from the Bronx. And turns out she was just a regular white Jewish girl from Kansas City. Now, she outed herself on a Medium blog post, I guess the 
the pressure just got to her or maybe she was just tired of being asked for her sofrito recipe. Yeah, well, she'd been lying to everyone for decades, writing books, appearing on panels and more. Well, she's at least no longer a professor at GWU. She resigned her position effective immediately. Quote, you should absolutely cancel me and I absolutely cancel myself, she said in the Medium post. And yeah, like what what like is the deal with this? I mean, it must be a, a mental health issue related here, obviously, but what was really weird how she would belittle other people of color that she felt weren't radical enough, chiding them to join her progressive racial movements? Like, honestly, I'm kind of tired of white saviors. Sorry unpopular opinion. I mean, I appreciate allies and supporters, but if I'm telling you my experience as a person of color, please don't try to correct me or feel like you need to help carry my burden and push the fight forward that may not even need to exist. Listen, we have enough problems of our own. I mean, at least add to the culture if you're going to poach it from us. Give me some lacas with sazon and chimichurri or wait, are all my suggestions food-based? Sheesh, I'm a fat kid. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. Don't forget, we are posting another episode tomorrow, so definitely watch out for that one. And for a little bit of bonus news, for those of you that stick around to the end, unfortunately, both of my bonus news stories today are a little sad. We we lost Ronald Bell, the founder of the Cool in the Gang, that great wedding song that everyone hears, with celebration. He was only 68 years old, but he did die with his family in the U.S. Virgin Islands, sitting alongside him. So R.I.P., to Ronald Bell. And another loss today, Diana Riggs. At 83, she would be the actor you may most recognize who played Olena Tyrell, the Queen of Thorns, and probably the best character on the entire Game of Thrones series with her witty responses and generally female-empowered, uplifting attitude. One of her final lines in the show will live on with her forever. And I embrace it. Be a dragon. I love it. Rest in paradise to you as well, Diana. Well, like I said, that's what we have for today. Keep an eye out for tomorrow's episode. If you love what I do here and how I spit the news at you with my swag, please like, share, write a review on Apple Podcasts, listen to it twice in another app. Hey, but most importantly, just know that I appreciate you all. And as always, remember, Stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all you do. Dodge the rest and catch up with me because I got you with the news.